And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. That means when you think more clearly, you guide your life better, and you can enjoy your life more. You reach your goals, or at least you aim better for them and can enjoy the process of going towards them. Pick up the phone and give me a call. I'm a clinical psychologist, and my number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. You can call me with any concerns that are on your mind. Maybe you're having trouble with a relative, you're upset with your father or an in-law or your kids, or maybe you're having problems at work with a co-worker or with yourself. You can't get out of bed in the morning. You're not motivated. Or maybe you are washing your hands too many times or counting. You've got a little obsessive compulsive problem going on. Or maybe it's problems with just feeling alone in life and you want to know how to connect and you've never been able to. You were hurt when you were younger and you don't know how to take the first steps to start trusting people again and challenging that protectiveness within you which says, don't trust anyone. You've been hurt before you've let your guard down and you've been bitten, don't go back. You want to enjoy your life. You don't want to bar yourself from the wonderful joys, friendships and romantic relationships and a decent job and some fun leisure activities that make your life rich, that make it your life. And you also don't want to live in the shadow of others. And that's a really hard one to disentangle yourself from. So you can always pick up the phone, give me a call. And and although it isn't personal therapy. It's a time to get some tips that might put you on the road to your own therapy or just give you some guidance that may steer you in a better direction. My number is toll free 1-877-DRKENNER. That's toll free 1-877-DR-KENNER. And you can also visit my website drkenner.com. I've got books that I recommend and there's even one that Dr. Ed Locke and I wrote, uh, The Selfish Path to Romance. And there are articles I've written, and you can always hear a podcast if you want to do that. Now, how do you get through to a teenager's mind, or anyone's mind for that matter? Here is a question from Frank. He's suggesting a way to do this, and see what your gut response is. Dear Dr. Kenner, do you agree that teenagers, seeing a two-foot square banner with the message, stay alive, and stay alive, don't text and drive, displayed on the walls and doors throughout their school, will keep most of them from using their cell phones when driving? If they see the message four or five times daily, is there a way to determine how many times they will have to see the message? 100, 200, 500? For the average teenager to have the message hardwired in their brain so as to ignore any telephone call or text message received when they are driving. Thank you, Frank. So do I agree that just seeing a sign, stay alive, don't text and drive, on the walls and doors everywhere in this school will keep a teenager from acting that way. So, Frank, you're assuming that just seeing a message over and over will translate automatically into action. When you said that, when you asked me the question, I thought, well, how does that work on cigarette packages with warnings not to smoke? Or the Just Say No to Drugs campaign? Or the Seatbelt Saves Lives campaign? We have that going on in Rhode Island, and uh, there are petitions people are signing that are saying, I don't have to wear my seatbelt. Don't tell me what to do. Or how about the Don't Drink and Drive campaigns? 
what typically happens, and you've probably had this experience yourself, is that we can pass something 100, 200, or 500 times as you're suggesting here. You can pass a home on your way to work but you never focus on it mentally. If you don't selectively attend to it, it's going to have no effect. So kids can, number one, mentally whiz by the sign. Number two, kids can see it and say, oh, geez, just another lecture from an adult who doesn't get that I can text and drive safely. I've been doing it. It's not a problem. So many teenagers and adults, we don't like being lectured to. We mentally tune out any lectures. We can see the words, stay alive, don't text and drive, but we just say, oh, the slogan du jour, who cares? And we ignore it. Don't tell me what to do. You're just a scaremonger. There may be occasional kids or adults who say, yes, I want to remember not to text and drive, and they see it a few times and they say, that's it, I've made a commitment, but they usually have a context. Uh, behind that, which leads them to feel that that's a credible statement. For example, I I I, I totaled my own car in an accident. Now I wasn't texting, I wasn't drinking, and I was paying attention to the road. So. I went to change lanes. I looked in back of me, did not see another car. How long do you think it took for that accident to happen? It took a millisecond for me. When I turned my head, a car must have been whizzing onto an entrance ramp, speeding up behind me, and we crashed. And luckily, no one was hurt. And I'm a much more careful driver now. So if you said to me, getting on exit ramps, Ellen, attend a little better, or if in doubt, don't move into the next lane. Man, I do that all the time now. I would buy that slogan. So that would work for me. And I also have a relative who works on car accidents. That's what she does. She processes, she studies car accidents, how they happen. So guess what she does when she gets in a car? She will never text and drive. Not only that, she will never pick up her cell phone when she is in the car because she has seen the worst of the worst. Now, you and I don't have that experience, or maybe you do. I certainly don't have that experience. And I don't, as I said, I never text and drive, Frank. But what I do do is I drink coffee. I munch on food while I'm driving. I put chapstick on. I might change the radio station. I might change a CD and all of them are potentially dangerous. So we all take uh, calculated risks in life. So I want to back up now because I want to take a broader view, Frank. You're asking a broader question. How do you reach someone's mind? How do you help a teenager first understand that taking their eyes off the road can cost them an arm or a leg? Or their driver's license, which may be more important to them, or their life. And there is, there is a field that you can look up. It's called social marketing. And I have an article here from uh, Lennon and two other authors, Social Marketing and Distracted Driving Behaviors Among Young, young Adults, The Effectiveness of Fear Appeals. Fear, the attempt to arouse fear in someone that would motivate them to take protective action. That's what you're doing. Fear appeals can have what this article calls a boomerang effect. They looked at the effects of anti-smoking campaigns on college students, and they found that kids were off, often angry and defiant when they saw after they saw the ad. 
or an anti-drug campaign they found actually decreased negative attitudes towards dangerous drugs, not a good thing. Or they found that people were, um, when they were trying to tell people don't watch violent TV shows, they found people were more attracted to them. And two authors, uh, Milner and Rolnick, think that People feel that that their personal choices are threatened, that their personal freedom freedom is threatened, and they'll say, I'll do what I want. So you can take a look at that article, Frank. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness, toll-free, 1-877-DRKENNER.